I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to Team Rabbitol Edition 277 with Michael Sokowitz. New name, new age. Wars and rumors of wars. Social engineering. So much to catch up with Michael, who has been on a few times before under a slightly different name. Join the team as we discuss the zeitgeist, avatars, music, and mysticism. Welcome and well met once again, Michael. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I love the... Uh... Love the new jazzy intro. It's great. Uh, yeah, Raphael kind of keyed that up, I think, at some point. Um, it's it's the little things. Uh, I'm, we're both air signs. Uh, I'm a double air sign, Cinnamon Gemini, 11th house, and Raphael's a Libra with a Leo moon. Um, and I'm always fascinated with the fact that we can get anything done at all. Uh, it's been a couple of years here. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe we should work on the website. He has and all these things. So in any event, um, it's good to see you, Michael. Uh, formerly known, the artist formerly known as Thomas. We'll get into the name change and stuff in a second, but uh, what we do on here, as you know... Very, is very relevant to our topics today, actually. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know necessarily what we we're going to talk about, but uh, it always flows well with you. So we don't have to have the answer, but even some of the things we've talked about before in other podcasts, like, you know, the kind of involution of spirit into matter and having a dream and all this kind of stuff has helped me personally. So I'm sure it's helped others too. Uh, so this is episode 277 that reduces down to uh, seven, which is the chariot card. I am confident with confident that with discipline, I will succeed very Mars conjunct Saturn stuff at the moment. So the chariot card, I will take uh, taking charge of your own destiny, seizing the moment and letting that momentum carry you forward, finishing what you've set in to motion and don't hesitate you can do this Raphael. uh you'll have to tell us if you're frozen in my internet screens but uh yeah tell us what you're rocking in terms of what you're pulling all right okay so thomas i hope you're ready as you can see what i have here is almost a bar of gold this is the 10th anniversary edition of the wizard of odd tarot decks that i just very happily received. So you'll be the very first one, actually. I just opened this one. They'll get a card, just so Don't you know. worry, I'll be taking everybody down the golden yellow brick road today. Okay, awesome, perfect. So that's appropriate. So I'm just gonna get one and let's see what it's gonna be. So we have, oh, very nice. This is actually the two of wands. And here we have ambition, willpower, influence, fortune, individual will to bring change upon another for good. So here we go. Nice. Sounds appropriate. So we will be charioteering down the yellow brick road today with our uh, permanent change. That's great. I like that. Right. And given the fact that, um, I mean, you're into astrology, the sun is in Aries conjunct. Mercury and um, Lilith is just about to exit 
Gemini, there's a whole lot of change going on. Uh, Venus has just entered, um, this is kind of time stamping it cosmically or whatever. Venus has just entered Pisces. We've got a lot of energy going on that is, uh, it can be good, but it can be difficult and challenging. So the fact that the two of wads came up, um, we are navigating a lot of kind of multiple options. And But we all, I think all of us, no matter w whether you're Klaus Schwab or not, or, you know, some, some grunt in the fucking foxhole, I think we're all feeling uh, the need to move forward, the need to make decisions, the need to change and alchemize. Um, but hopefully doing that in such a way that's balanced, kind of like the chariot card. Uh, if there's any syncs or resonances, uh, Michael or Raphael, let us hear what they be. Totally. Well, one thing, just tuning deeper into the astrology, we're talking about this upcoming Libra new moon, oh, no, full moon, um, will, be a, will be a big choice point because it's going to be T-squaring Pluto. So it's going to be that like, um you know transformative kind of how to balance what we want as like an ego you know and getting getting that fulfilled with what also serves the collective right and then pluto bringing about that transformation to uh, empower us to to make that choice and have it be kind of like a a win-win you know if you want to look at it that way this is the only thing i'm getting um related to synchronicities that's what's up uh i mean i'm in costa rica right now so i've been traveling a bunch trying to figure out where to go next uh all sorts of kind of stuff so yeah for i mean the cards are always cool and it's interesting that they happened rafael cool that you got a new deck um you have so many decks i, I that's one of the the good problems i've got it's like oh which deck to travel with um so, and i brought a few but not all of them by any means so michael it's been a hot minute i don't i think it's been over a year i know around last year probably last summer i was trying to get you and pc on and for many reasons i forget exactly what they are now that never came about <laughs> uh, but you're both scheduled on individually so that works i'm cool with that um so here you are and you've done a name change i'm pretty sure you're still living in the same place but you could like maybe you've moved i don't even know um kind of fill us into the most degrees that you want in terms of what you've been up to. And then we'll kind of go from there because I know that you've been working on a few things. Um, I've always got questions just to ask people so I can find things to talk about, but I'm curious just to like, how, how's the world been treating you uh, in the past, you know, <clears throat> year basically or so. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for, for the ask. Yeah. Basically, um, yeah, we're right on uh, the, the past year has been a very kind of specific process in a lot of ways. And we're right on a big transition point for myself when it comes to that process in relation to the name change. So roughly, you know, maybe a year or so ago, uh, probably a little bit after that, but about that, I went into a process of really kind of like some of the final stages in what a, what I call avatar incarnation. And this was a process that was seeded first long time ago at the advent of, of you know, our, our favorite uh, virus that everybody's no longer talking about because it's not relevant anymore. But um, at the, uh, at the beginning of that, when, um, yeah, when I went through the near death and rebirth experience, which I've talked to you guys about on the show, this was the seeding of that avatar, which looking back now, of course, was seeded probably a lot sooner than many others in the field on a certain energetic basis, because I was 
on a soul level called to prep for these phases that we're in now is kind of like an early seeding, let's say, to make sure that I went through the process because others now uh, are heavily going through the process. And so, yeah, so that maybe two years ago or so, whenever that is, the advent of COVID, that uh, seeding process and my avatar began. And then from last year until today was the heaviest part of, I'll say, integration and embodiment phase, right? So it's going from more of that like higher etheric um, connectedness and awareness of the process to actually like digging in the dirt energetically speaking of the subconscious and processing a lot of trauma programming conditioning all that kind of stuff which serves as kind of the fertilizer is like the soil to feed that seed of the avatar uh so it can actually embody and um so yeah the past past six months to a year especially were were the deep kind of uh brass tacks dirt work of that for me um which at the time where i received the full recognition of like oh, okay this avatar is incarnated i took the name michael because that's the name of the avatar it's also synchronistically my middle name and that involves somewhat of the process too so for me the process was my birth first name thomas uh was very connected to my father's lineage okay this is the same name as my dad and so the process i had to go through personally was with that particular lineage there's actually a lot of karma past life karma of the archangel michael in that avatar because that's a specific level so to speak in in dimensional makeup of reality right there's um there's these different bandwidths and archangels are at kind of like a specific layer so to speak and by going through that process of taking on that avatar part of the process to actually incarnate it in embodiment i had to clear a lot of multi-dimensional time stuff from both the archangel michael and other things that are connected to that lineage which include different gods and goddesses and you know of course personal stuff too from my childhood a lot of different layers and um so yeah i hit that point where it became obvious to me that i had cleared pretty much all of the stuff from from that name and that lineage from my father um which was as i said like the soils or the fertilizer to allow for the incarnation of what you would call the christed michael right because this is kind of the next level up and the reason the whole process takes place is the archangel energy then goes through its kind of death and rebirth and goes into the christed um energetic which has a lot to do with um let's say a lot to do with the frequency of coming into you know these times of the prophecy um and a lot of what's transpiring on the planet now so this is this has been a lot of my work that i'm moving into is serving to anchor that christic frequency here on the planet and then also now moving into a process of basically being a doula so to speak uh for other people 
going through this avatar incarnation and rebirthing process uh, to the new earth, right? So that's that's a uh, that's a lot of it on a practical level. Um, I'm right at the edge of about to debut my first music releases. I'm about to rebirth my podcast, so I'm actually going to take down all of my old episodes and rebirth it based on this new energy and this new name and all of this kind of stuff. So that's kind of a ingest summary of the past year or so. Interesting. Um, yeah, I saw you post up that you got a guitar recently, and I don't know if I've ever heard your music, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, we can get into kind of what that might entail in a second, but I'm kind of curious, cool. um, and I want uh, Raphael obviously chip in whenever is clever. Um, coming from a Judeo-Christian background, when we say Christic, I mean, it's got very certain deep connotations from my awareness, um, whether religious or not. It's just like, you know, sure. Christ has an, an idea. What, and if you could break it down for people in your um, interpretation of reality, um, that sounds so not what I'm, hopefully don't take that the wrong way, your interpretation of reality. You, no, from no, your no, vantage no. point, maybe it's the better way to put it. From your vantage point, um, what are uh what are the frequencies that we're talking about like are people you know starting as amoebas and going all the way up to archangels or are they dealing with uh because i was funny i was talking to my fiance about this um whom you know um today where she was kind of laughing she's like you know when people think they're cleopatra in a past life but nobody's like you know i've been a janitor for 40 years strong or 40 lifetimes strong or whatever uh and i was kind of talking to her about it it's like i think people are tapping into archetypal fields um <laughs> like mythic fields resonance pockets where maybe there is individual patterning that they've experienced i.e like oh i was this person in that time uh but it and i don't have an answer it's just kind of amusing where it's just like oh it seems like they turn into a certain freak you know a channel basically and they're like it's not so much like oh i'm steve Irwin. it's just like oh shit, my love for animals is turned on really high right now and now i'm turning into steve Irwin, and or you know i'm tuned into that frequency and now everything's awesome and you know kratz creature style if you get my drift so um if you want to kind of roll through your interpretation of uh what that might look like and how because you're and i kind of want to get into names a little we don't have to go hard into it but um we've talked before about the value of a name it's funny i think even last night i was just musing it's like all right well james is jacob and jacob's like my not is always quoting this bible verse and she's like oh he was a liar and a rogue and i laughed when she wrote that because i was like you don't say that because you've read the text like you have no real bearing on the <laughs> personage actually it's just kind of a chinese whispers or whatever and then it's weird because last last like maybe that yesterday or the day before i was like okay so was that my first phase of life where i was like this like real uber trickster um because now i progress leo with a progress virgo rising for the basically the next 30 years um and i'm like i don't i mean david is my middle name so it's like all right musical kind of like man of god king shepherd thing these are all kind of biblical names and stuff. But anyway, those are kind of my, where my head immediately went to. And obviously, Rafael, like I said, if you have anything you want to throw in on this, feel free. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll... basically, what what are the frequencies? I mean, it's not so much like, what you know, the dictionary definitions, because I don't think it's quite that easy. But um, anything you can shed light on in terms of how you think you yourself. And it it can even sound, I mean, elitist is a strong word. But, like, if not do all people go through these shifts? Are some people, you know, going to be go, leveling up into archangel mode and not everyone that kind of stuff and maybe names we can kind of go from there yeah i'll let uh, michael talk i just like to add in i generally agree with your view jim however also assuming some sort of reincarnation or parallel lives i just like to add that on a timeline long enough 
everybody gets to I be king, can't you know. Carry all, so. so I'm gonna leave and come right back one second. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, yeah, so it's, I, you know, there's a lot of layers in that question, which is beautiful, and I could definitely uh, probably do a couple episodes on different uh, layers of, of what you asked me. So let me just tune in, and uh, we'll just take it from what I see as the beginning. So <clears throat> basically, this is a lot related to um, energetic templates and identity constructs okay identity constructs and templates as mm, let's say channels for energy to flow through right like we have a we have a body energy flows through that then there are layers of energetic templates that we hold that allow consciousness to to flow through so a lot of people associate themselves primarily with what you could call the 3D identity, okay? And we'll, I'll just give an example of the 3D identity is like, you know, my name's Thomas. I was born in this town at this date in America. And then when I was four, such and such happened. When I was eight, such and such happened, right? And all of those experiences formed together to create an identity, right, over time. A lot of those experiences <clears throat> tend to um, be formed by what I call trauma programming conditioning. And this is where as a, as a child who's very sensitive, very open energetically to the world, very impressionable state, right? Uh, experiences from friends, family, loved ones, society, um, especially can project onto the child something, right? Whether it be anger, shame, guilt, any of these sorts of, or even, even you know, really positive, quote unquote, feelings, right? Like it's really what we're talking about here is like a pleasure, pain, reward, punishment type of, type of scenario or interaction, right? And what that type of situation does is it takes that very open child and it places them into a position of activating the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system, right? Because when a child is shamed, blamed, guilted, any of that stuff, or pleasurable stuff too, like I said, um, what that will do is it will often create a situation where the child will disassociate from an aspect of themselves. Because especially with a parent, or a loved, like a very respected figure, it is so important for that child to receive love from that individual or be approved of by that individual that it will like take on an energetic imprint and actually change itself, disassociate from a part of itself. Because, you know, it's kind of like a lot of kids may have had growing up, their mom maybe says like, oh, you have a potty mouth. Right, like that's a common one that parents used to say, at least when I was growing up. When that moment, when the child feels that energy of potty mouth, it's like, like bad, like it's like not acceptable. You can actually disconnect even from your body part. You can actually shame and, and disassociate from your mouth aspects of the the energy of your voice. 
you can totally disassociate from that moment in the energy of that moment altogether. There's lots of different layers. What it looks like is, is always different. But these types of experiences essentially fragment, they fragment the being into this identity construct, right? Like all along the way, there's different aspects of our light, of our energy, of who we are that can be given away in kind of breadcrumbed in, in, in the past, so to speak. And what that does, those breadcrumbs, the trauma programming conditioning, they keep one's energy locked into a certain bandwidth of frequency, right? Now that identity construct is literally interacting with the reality held into place by these points in the nervous system, right? The, all the, the, the somatic stuff is, is, is in the nervous system. And this is the 3D reality, which people talk about the matrix, really, so to speak, is really what it is, is the polarization, right, that occurs in the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. And that energy that's all trapped in that identity, then over time, keeps one locked into being that person, that identity construct of that person. So that's that's kind of like the beginning, so to speak, of it. And what I've went through over the past year, couple years especially, but definitely heavily over the past uh, year, is going through a process of recollecting all of those fragments of the self energetically back within to myself and then realigning them with new templates and blueprints that were downloaded. And this is why I talk about how the, 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 the former self becomes the fertilizer for the, the avatar, right? And there are different layers. It's not just the avatar. There's actually, you know, the soul, the avatar, monad, there's, there's different layers to this process. And to loop back around to what you were talking about, the Cleopatra, right? This is an important topic. I actually just did a TikTok on this the other day. Um, there are a couple different things that I found happen with that process of like people identifying with different things over time. One is that souls, souls, not just, you know, an individual, like, let's say the child process we talked about there. We just talked about the, the individual 3D child fragmentation, right? And the, those pieces and parts. Well, souls can actually fragment too, right? Like large, large constructs of, of energy, like for example, Cleopatra. There could be an actual soul fragmentation, right? Where different fragments of that being's life are within different people based on lineages okay and so same way that an individual in order to rebirth and become this new level has to do that work those soul fragments of let's say cleopatra or these other individuals in the same way have to be re-ensouled regathered to birth into these higher constructs too, right? 
And so this is where the process gets really interesting because we really, humanity, one of the major reasons why we've had so many, let's say, quote unquote, issues on this planet for so long is because there's been a broken link chain in what I've been shown as an eternal life process and path. Okay. So a lot of people are used to death and rebirth, right? Like you hear a lot of people about when you die, you go back to source or whatever, you know, creator or whatever they want to call it. And then the reborn is somebody else. And then they go back to source and then the reborn is somebody else. And it's kind of this, this process, right? Well, as I've been shown, it's not really supposed to quote unquote, obviously it's been happening. So as it's been happening, it was supposed to happen. But like as a general process, that's not really the way that it's supposed to go. We're actually supposed to continually evolve forever, right? Which is to some people even think about like to become a more and more and more advanced being over time forever, right? Because this is the thing I want people to tune into for a second. Infinite, right? Infinite means never ending, right? And a lot of people like think about that, but when you really sit with that. That means that consciousness is always eternally growing and expanding forever, right? So that means that, you know, in a certain timeline in a way of processing and living, one should never repeat an experience, right? And probably actually never really repeat much even very close to the previous experience, right? It's almost like the way that things have been happening on this plan is like a glitch, right? Like a glitch in the system or a glitch in the matrix. And what I've seen as a major, mm, let's say, reason yeah so so what has what the way that's been shown to me and just is um uh part of it was a much larger soul fragmentation like we're talking about um which the there's there's many different angles that one could look at what i'm talking about but one of them for example um and I didn't know this until somebody told me when I talked to him about this process, but like, for example, somebody, somebody, when I told them about this, they're like, are you familiar with the raw law of one material? And I said a little bit, like not really, like I'm familiar with it, but I haven't read it. And in that material, they talk about the, uh, there's a war between, uh, I believe according to that material is like, uh, Mardek, Muldek, in Marduk, right? And there was this war, it was actually nuclear war. Um, and nuclear explosions, uh, fission, not fusion, nuclear fission explosions fragment souls, okay? So when there's a major soul fragmentation process, then there's a forgetting, and then there must be a repairing, right? And so, this has been shown to me as definitely part of this process and the entrance into the entrance into energetic universal constructs of let's say 
a breakdown in mainly an energetic construct that people refer to as the Metatron Collective. Okay. And there's definitely, there's definitely benevolent parts to the Metatron Collective. However, uh, a large aspect of it had been fragmented and thus continued to keep things on this repeating loop, right? Of, you know, it's kind of like that, um, that like hypercube type of experience where it just kind of continues to, to go in these loops. Once again, we just got, we just got way out there really quick. I know, but, um, no, you're cool. You know, I'm just, you're cool, dude. Don't, uh, this is team rabbit hole. That's what we do. Um, what you're kind of referring to, I was reading, um, it just got so heavy that and dense that I was like, I don't know if I can do this right now. So reading red wall and Jurassic park and other later things. But, uh, right before yeah. I got to Costa Rica, um, in the airport, I was, I was reading Ashiana Dean's, um, Voyagers material, which is sure. kind of what I think you're re referring to a little in terms That's of another, like, okay, there's, there's many angles of interpretation for sure. Right. So yeah, the whole Metatron, like, oh, we're in this kind of like um, Hall of Mirror fail, fail mode. I mean, it's all good in the sense that we're here. I haven't read The Law of One. Fell's always trying to get me to read it, and he's been pretty persistent on that in a good way, not in a nagging way. Um, and I'm just such a scatterbrained Gemini moon and sun uh, that I haven't done it. But he's he has read that, so he could probably address that more readily. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's like, oh, you, you're getting you leo you uh you're getting all self-aware and like it's like no no this is why we have you on i want you to ramble about weird shit like that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I, in, in a sense i'm glad you're saying it like i've been shown because in some weird way we're just doing the best with what we what we receive and ultimately yeah. is that distortion is that, that crystal clear truth is that you know epiphany is that delusion um who knows and i'm not really judging you about that it's just especially with uh jupiter conjunct neptune and now venus and pisces um all in pisces right now i think and I'm not saying this about you, but I think a lot of people are starting to um, question things that maybe they've been a part of for a long time. Even uh, to a degree, my fiance and myself are not like, oh, new age is bullshit. But it's like there is a lot of noise up in here. Um, and that's kind of how I felt with the Ashiana Dean thing. I was like, this is a very particular message. And if this is true, that's great. But if it's not true, it's kind of like filling my head with ideas. Like now when I see Metatron's cube or, you know, anytime someone mentions it, I cringe when I wouldn't have before. So have oh, I been traumatized so is... by her and her work? Mm -hmm. Or is this like a narrow is the path kind of thing? Um, so anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, feel free to ramble. Uh, this is exactly kind of what I wanted to get to because what you're talking about at first, it seems like um, was, uh, you know, water is H2O and every molecule of water is going through its own kind of process. And then you have you know, groups of them going to glaciers and groups of them becoming oceans and different kind of dynamics within yeah larger gestalt of souls um i think gene keys does a pretty good job of this stuff where it's, uh richard rudd talks not like in, infinitely so but um he taps into like you know um even the even the dynamic i have with my fiance is a twin flame it's like what does that even fucking mean it's like oh we're part of a a bigger bifurcation or whatever's going on so yeah. um uh i totally lost my train of thought rafael was there anything you wanted to say about uh law of one stuff before well, we keep there going is... down this rabbit hole because yeah, it's not I mean, a bad can... thing. I'm like, I don't want to just to turn around and stop. I'm just kind of like, I just disassociated. I, it's funny that you said that because, um, I mean, I have just my childhood and air sign shit, but it's like, like, oh, I think trauma and disassociation through time space on the one hand and life is suffering. Oh my God, this veil of Maya tears kind of thing. 
but at the same time, I would presume necessary for where the universe is right now, kind of thing. Um, so shit, maybe we took a detour, but now we're like on a different path, but there's not, you know, uh, I think we're going to have to plow, plow on through. So I'm just kind of trying to get uh, my mind around, um, because you've been one of the more, uh, you, uh, Valerie, I think, uh, we talked about her a little bit. Maintain a certain vibration in spite of, of circumstances. I've always been interested what you're seeing, how you're seeing it. Uh, why you you know because uh, faith is a gift quite frankly um sometimes the waters and the uh waves can be pretty powerful and even if one has had very compelling experiences or epiphanies or whatever um sometimes just the weight of the whole situation can become difficult in itself i'm kind of rambling but anyway yeah rafael if there's anything you wanted to mention in terms of i mean i'm just i don't have uh any scholarly angle on the law of one stuffs if there's anything you want to say about that that or i'll just shut the fuck up and let you keep talking my cow yeah so uh there's a few <laughs> things generally as always i'd recommend uh, reading law of one just i think it's very comprehensive and there's quite a few models within it that just make a lot of sense generally speaking mm -hmm. um there's a few contentious points i can bring up in a moment but the first thing i'd like to say once jim will rejoin in a second um it certainly appears as if the current state of uh, society and so on is an, an anomaly, so-called. So, um, like, one could argue whether it's a glitch, whether it's an error. Individually, I do not believe in any mistakes. The creator doesn't make mistakes. Agreed. Therefore, to me, it doesn't look so much as a glitch as more like a very controlled experiment yeah. where it gets super interesting for me also because of recent revelations and uh, I almost want to say, you know, the end times prophecies coming to pass. Uh, again, I have to ask, because I'm not sure if we spoke about it, to what degree are you familiar with Bashar? I, I mean, I'm familiar with him. I've maybe tuned into a total of maybe like an hour or two of his, of his work and pieces of parts over the years. Okay, so I just want to point out that here there was a very consistent health messaging for about 30 years in terms of detoxification, oxygenation, and following your excitement. And now in the recent times, there were very particulate uh, explanations regarding masks, regarding not feeling threatened in your freedom only because you have to wear a mask. Very strange statements that seem very inconsistent. So... Um, I'm bringing this up because there's like a, a larger question opening up now also with the whole alien theme and the whole reset and Tartaria research and added on top of that, not sure how much you're up to speed on that. I'm also just learning the idea of not just the invention of history, but basically the deliberate construction of so-called monuments that are made to appear ancient in my understanding. Um, this could even potentially include the Great Pyramids, which is pretty insane to consider. However, in my mind, would still most likely, if true, be a cover-up of potentially real pyramids on the bottom of the ocean and so on, which are completely uh, wardened off, you know? So, um, and similar stuff with aliens and the whole nuclear fission. Not sure how much uh, you investigated the idea of nuclear weapons <clears throat> and to what extent they actually work the way that they are described. And this would open up a huge other can of worms if, for example, in Hiroshima, Nagasaki or whatever, they were just firebombing them and they even supposedly threatened them with jail if they were in any way, shape or form questioning the nuclear bomb just dropped 
hypothesis, which of course, if true, you know, would give a huge, a huge red flag. And then again, would open up another question. I'm curious to what you say about all of this, because you may have heard that aliens supposedly or UFOs may come and simply turn off nuclear weapons because they are too dangerous. Maybe you've mm-hmm. heard of that in terms of shattering souls or shattering the fabric of space-time. Whilst I can imagine that, I want to know, um, you know, what's the real situation if these weapons do not work in the way they describe? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Anyhow, opens up a huge kind of worms, especially if one starts seeing the, let's say, the different explanatory models for. Um, for different weapon systems, for different UFOs, and then also especially going into things, because, I mean, I love the pyramids in Giza. You know, they look awesome. There's so many memes and pictures with them. They're great. But if I look mm-hmm. at what I see now, that, like, the the upper stones are just very small, it doesn't actually seem to be made as exact as they always purported to be. And there's even pictures from 100 years ago of people, like, literally slaving away, uh, apparently in the desert somewhere, tribal people or whatever, building tribal, you know, indigenous, building those pyramids. And anyhow, it just throws up a whole lot of questions. Anything uh, you want to say about any of that, I'd be very curious uh, to know. Sure. Um, I mean, for starters, the main thing that I would like to say is with every, like, 98% of what I'm going to be sharing um, on the show or just in general, is all just coming from my direct experience. I'm not, you know, like when it comes to like books, like I reference things as a way to kind of like support and collaborate with different other pieces that I would say are in alignment with what my direct experience has been. Um, So yeah, when it comes to, um, hmm. Where do I want to start with what you're sharing about? So we also have to we also have to be aware that of course there is multiple going to be multiple timelines running at one time. Right? Yeah. And multiple timelines that people can verge and veer off into and experience. And uh, this has been something that we've talked about on the show before. Uh, you know, when I've been on the guest as a guest before with my work. So we that I can see where now where we can go back to with this. So we're talking about the identity, right, as a template and an energetic construct that allows one to access different bandwidths, timelines, abilities, experiences, all different sorts of things, right? Um, basically, like if we were to talk about once again to go back to that uh, that 3D self that we were talking about, that's born in a specific place, specific time. There are all different sorts of pieces and parts related to that identity. Like you know, it gets an ID and then it interacts with that system based on that, and then it gets a credit score and it starts to interact with that and all these different things. And now there's even more pieces and parts to this identity construct that are interacting with this bandwidth of information, right? And the same can be said of uh, a lot of what you're talking about. In my opinion, um, different, different ones of these explanations for different things can be based around a construct and a template that is being fed energy into and utilized for experience. 
right? Um, so for me to say what I'm talking about is like the the truth or like the way it is, I, I would never I would never actually presuppose such a thing, and that I hope that I don't share about it in that sort of way. Just talking about what my experience is with all of this. Um, so yeah, I also find that um, when going back to once again the when we're talking about the you know the metatronic constructs and things like that i find that those constructs as a whole do have a lot of what i will call kind of almost like mm, dead end loops in a way once it, it's like almost like we're on team rabbit hole rabbit holes that one can follow and like kind of like end up at a weird like circling back or like a dead end something to speak uh, of sorts with some of these different types of information. I do feel like that there is a lot of, um, you know, false light implementation and implants of different uh, stories within the collective, different uh, false histories, all different sorts of things. And then there is also a multidimensional reality based on all of those different pieces and parts as well. Um, to reel this all back to something much more let's say grounded and practical and something that somebody can bring into their everyday lives as well we get really out there right talking about uh archangels christed michael metatronic things or whatever to go back to this glitch in this fall that i was talking about with marduk and maldek and the raw law of one material to bring it back once again to almost like a very human practical perspective what I have been seeing in a lot of ways, that fall, right, that we're talking about, or this explosion, right, like that, that's essentially what we're talking about, nuclear war and space and fragmentation and things like that. Um, this comes back to a very immediate fractal, which I have seen related to a couple big things in human life. One is birth trauma. This is a huge, huge one that I see in 98% of all my client sessions I'm doing with people is birth trauma on a number of different levels. One is, you know, people like birth trauma. Oh, well, so, so somebody almost died when they were born. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about just even being born in a hospital. That in itself, just the trauma, trauma of that. Then we can get into a whole nother group of stories about like things that I see practically in there are like um, when a child comes out of the birth canal, as far as I've been shown in my work, it should be handed directly into the arms of the mother without being touched by any doctor. I mean, of course, if there is a complication, that could be a little bit different. But I'm saying, generally speaking, and water births are probably some of the most ideal that I can, as far as I can tell in this process, actually having a real doula, somebody that knows what they're doing in this process, and is tuned into the mom and the baby, but yeah, the child gets handed directly to the mother and that umbilical cord is not cut until the child signals the mother that it's actually okay and it feels safe to have that cut, things like this. So this is a huge point of fragmentation that I see energetically within people um, that have, from what I see, a more ancient multidimensional origin. And this is what we're talking about. We're going way into multidimensional stuff. But on a practical sense, that's a huge one. The other big one that I see is when language is introduced, 
Okay, so when a, when a language is introduced to a, a child, especially languages as far as I see, such as English, which are more of a broken uh, in their way, in, in, in its own way, kind of like a technology that has been shown to me as inserted into consciousness for a very specific purpose. But that, that's a whole nother rabbit hole we could go down. But just the implementation of language in general fragments the consciousness once again. And there's this kind of like fall and fragmentation and disconnection that I see happen because that language starts to shift and influence the whole genetic system, right? And then reality starts to spin and mold, right? The energy of the system starts to spin through that, through that language and a lot of the light and energy starts to perceive reality just through that which you know even the concept of like good and evil we could say in a lot of ways exists mainly as like through a mental thing now i'm not saying that people's experiences with with entities and things like that isn't real right but like call it like the actual polarity of it's good it's evil that it seems to be based on words. Now, the experiences of like being attacked or, you know, having very traumatic experiences from multidimensional entities and things that I see is very, very accurate. But like what you're calling it, how you're dealing with it, all those different things tends to come more through language, like we're speaking, rather than a direct frequency experience. And this is the other thing that I see to bring it back to a very like simple practical thing is what I see is being asked of so many people and the evolutionary process right now in this planet is to start navigating based on frequency, right? Rather than in the mind and these constructs and like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this right? This is wrong. Should I do this? Shouldn't I do it? This, but coming back to, you know, you can call it coherence. You can call coherent, you could call coherence Christ if you want. I'm not talking about Jesus or Yeshua, but Christ as a frequency, you could call it coherence, vibrational alignment and energetic coherence navigated through attunement of the heart as, you know, the heart mind, the solar plexus kind of like gut brain, the womb, uh, the womb and phallus area, the womb within the throat, and also the womb and phallus within the pineal and pituitary. And what I find in this whole process, whether it be going through transforming birth trauma as a child in this 3D reality, or it be transforming the trauma programming conditioning of Archangel Michael, all of it is stuff in the nervous system that as it's cleared, more and more coherence and vibrational alignment takes place. For me, my particular process, what I agreed to on a soul level was very big and complex. I like took a lot of massive book assignments before I came in this life and said, yeah, I'll do all that, right? And it's like, put it on extra hard mode, let's say. Um, the video game, if you want to look at it like a video game. And so what that meant for me 
is once the, 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 the childhood stuff ended, then there's another layer, right? You're going through 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, like all these layers have trauma programming conditioning that needed to be transmuted until what my process is, was coming into what people call heroes gamos, which is the inner divine union or full complete marriage with the with the god god seed call it christic seed call it source whatever you want but it's it's a merger and a marriage of those those polarities right energetically speaking but it took months and months of different sessions and basically like shamanic experiences of going within and processing all this stuff and clearing it months that place or lives what's that months or lives well both yeah right and and this is the thing too is literally one session could have been you know a hundred lives that were getting cleared up in in shadows and trauma and things getting processed right and this is the thing when you go into the space of zero point you're going into no time and no space and all times and all spaces so in those spaces, which I lead people in my my sessions, and I've also experienced being led in different sessions, where you go into that space, and it could be as simple as, oh, when I was four, my mom yelled at me, and then you're working through that. And it could be as complex as, oh, I'm laying on this table in this pyramid, and I'm being asked to clear, you know, 20 generations of multi-planetary karma from all sorts of different even multiple universes like i've been in this this state where it's like oh well that universe was fallen and it didn't work so now you're gonna have to collapse that and clear that in then when i come out of those experiences i watch as i'm literally jumped into a whole new quantum timeline a new reality you know like you come out of zero point and it's like you check facebook and you connect with people and you're like this is not the same reality as before i got out of that session well and the idea of course would be uh, it never is the same reality just sometimes we allow ourselves to love ourselves somewhat more let's say and make totally. greater shifts because i still contend the idea that magic and love are simultaneous or directly proportional to each other which means change you know in the most neutral sense yeah. allowing change loving yourself yeah mm -hmm. totally yeah, and, and that's that's what a lot of those a lot of those experiences I'm talking about they come down to is self call it self love or you could also call it uh, you know the love of of creator the divine mother um, because that's you know my experience in some of these things with myself and with others is some things it, it it's not just sufficient for the self to forgive the self although sometimes the a lot of it is that sometimes and sometimes there's actually a need for you know a higher being to come in and be present and see you know especially if it's something like you're healing a trauma from you know cleopatra who needs to forgive and to see that being right it's not you know, it's not Thomas, you know, that's not who needs it. It's, it's like, 
the divine mother actually will step in some of these experiences and with all of her pantheon of goddesses or angels or archangels or whatever it is and will step in and will forgive that being for you know whatever it, it did or experienced or it will forgive another being because then that's another part of it too is cleopatra you know experienced certain abuse from different other beings and things like that and this is the thing to roll back to talking about somebody like val right you want another guest her and i have both had different fragments from different beings different galaxies that we me and her have come together to work out energetically those different pieces and parts and fragments um for you know for ourselves but also for the collective for the cosmos and um yeah it's it's just agreements and a lot of it too comes down to when we start to move on this path and we are recognized as someone who has these abilities and gifts and things to do this sort of healing it's kind of like the cosmos and these higher beings go oh send this assignment to that guy because he actually is like aware and participating in these realms or something right um and yeah you could the other thing to mention you were talking about like mm, uh you know the the king piece and like is this something that everybody goes through or everybody does well there's a couple different pieces to this one is honestly i as as you know when you talk about archangels and things like that some people will be like whoa that sounds really cool but in a lot of senses there's gonna be a lot of people out there that wouldn't want to even go through what i'm talking about right because it's not all you know it's not all whatever like lollipops and raindrops and things like that it's you know it's 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 pretty wild journey when you talk about these sorts of things and there's also the you know rewards on the other side you know it's it's it is amazing incredible and powerful and beautiful but there's also the sense of um this be the, the what we're talking about this vibrational attunement and coherence on a practical level not everybody necessarily is going to go have to go through the type of process that i'm talking about to make that happen right and it's it's the same thing it's the same thing with like you could look at it like um you know some example although this might be like let's say misinterpreted it's like everybody might play a sport right or everybody might play an instrument like an instrument might be in a good example everybody might play an instrument but not everybody is going to be you know let's say uh eddie vetter right or wait eddie vetter did he even play an instrument he just sang right i don't know somebody like uh oh we can't hear you jim or at least i can't hear you i oh, whistle can jim you gotta rejoin <laughs> all good that was the perfect entrance for jim with the music background but you get what i'm saying it's like um just to play music not everybody needs to 
whatever be this guy on the stage somebody's completely content and much more happy being some killer studio musician behind the scenes or something like that but they're all still playing music and they're all still loving playing music but they're also all still dealing with the challenges of playing music too right so that's that's kind of like a full kind of wrap it all in a nice little bow as far as i can see and we still can't hear you, Jim. You gotta do something else. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, well, that's technology in Costa Rica. <laughs> oh, I lived there for a little bit. I remember the technology challenges. <laughs> yeah, or oh, it's just his laptop. Yeah, Jim, we still can't hear you. <laughs> Very sorry. Yeah. All right. So, in a sense, I just uh, I just let you continue. If there was any anything else, or would you say you basically mm -hmm. con concluded the story and analogy? Now you're there, Jim. Can you hear me? Dear God, he's back. Yeah, back but Talk muted. Can you, can you hear me? We can hear you, Jim. Oh, my mic. Right. Uh, I was saying, Eddie Vedder plays the ukulele. I saw him in 2000, uh, Pearl Jam and Creed and all these shitty bands. Uh, Pearl Jam's all right. In 2000, and he came out and played the ukulele. I think he plays the guitar on some songs, too. But he's not. I, I caught your analogy. That's what I started saying. And you guys were like, oh, my God, I can't hear you. Um, it's funny because uh, that analogy works very well. Um, we're all going down. Uh, I mean, that's part of rabbit hole. We're all going down this fucking thing, you know, this tunnel of life. Uh, and it's like the boat Willy Wonka, uh, the original uh, Willy Wonka, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it's like it's this surreal experience. Some people, you know, are geeking out about the caterpillars or the, or, you know, whatever, centipedes. And some people are just like, holy shit, this is awesome. And, uh, even Gene Wilder's like reading, you know, waxing poetic. He's like, where are we going? We don't know. It's kind of this mad shaman kind of mode. Um, but we're all walking each other home in some Ramadan's way. So it's like this, it's a weird birth canal, this conscious moment being a human in a body during, you know, through evolution of the human spine and the, you know, bicameral opposable thumb reality and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I think the musical analogy you said was rather apt because I think uh, whether it's someone who's um, just kind of whistling Mary Had a Little Lamb, or someone who's like Mozart, or someone who's a studio musician, or someone who's on tour all the time and talk, you know, do whatever. They all have a relationship with the thing, necessarily fundamentally different. It's a both and kind of thing. Um, so yeah. I think that, that encapsulated well. Um, and, and just for, I mean, when Raphael brings it, because we had this guy on, and I, I don't know, I mean, I haven't been to Egypt, so I can't say it's real or not. And then it gets into like what you were saying, where there's like psyops and um, how would I even put it? uh rabbit hole like there's there's eddies of rabbit holes where you, you can go into like little loops and just kind of get stuck in like i mean there was a period where uh probably in 2009 i was just like ev you know very kind of like um everything's illuminati and everything is uh i you know we gotta escape the matrix and it's like i don't i mean in a sense that's true but in another sense it's like it's also uh, there's a lot of levels to this you know what i'm saying so it's like oh my god namaste they're me and you know jeffrey epstein island is just as my shadow is my internal shadow externalized oh my god whatever's going you know this craziness that we call life um but we can start and i think it's different for hung up in moments um 
So though I have seen pictures that make it look, you know, whatever. Raphael's on that kick right now. He's mentioned it a few episodes now. And he sent me a document to read. He's like, well, we got to read this. Got to talk to this guy. Um, he's, he's been on before, but I haven't really picked his brain much. Um, and when someone's claiming, oh, this, you know, monument to humankind or whatever's going on, we've talked about it on here, I think, uh, in terms of like, oh, it's a psychic thing. You were kind of saying it kind of amassed in a certain way mentally and then, you know, kind of solidified in 3D reality. I, I haven't been there. My dark experience hasn't really dictated any like baseline for me. So I, it's, it's the, the tricky part about hosting a podcast like this and having these kinds of thoughts, especially as, you know, a mind, uh, an air sign, um, is it's fun to play with ideas, but not all ideas are exactly equally true. And then that gets into language. What is truth? You know, quidos veritas and all this kind of stuff. Um, so what you had said earlier about it's like we're in a multi, it, it kind of reminded me of the mental image that came to me. It was like, we're in a shopping mall. And some of us have gone into the arcade and some people are playing Street Fighter and some people are playing, you know, duck or whatever, skee-ball. And somebody who is saying that reality is like skee-ball is seeing it from that perspective because that's what they're engaged with. Um, and somebody might be like, oh, my God, left, right, up, EBA and all these codes. If you do them right, it's like that's not going to work on skee-ball. Um, <laughs> and then you get further out and it's like, well, there's people in that arcade and then there's people over in Natural Wonders or whatever. Um, who aren't even dealing with that shit at all. So it seems like, but we're all in the mall, right? So um, there are some, how would I even, there are some ideas that are, it's not dangerous. It's just like, I don't, I mean, I guess you, in a new age way, it's like they don't really resonate. So when I hear Raphael or this guy saying like, that's totally fake, history is fake, all this is fake. I'm like, it's not that I disagree or agree. It's just like, I don't have energy to put towards that. Like same thing with the uh, flat earth and like the ice wall. It's like, if that's really the case, we are so much more fucked than any two-party binary system or monetary fiat fiat current you know it's like oh my god um so you kind of have to do with what you can manage at the time kind of thing you digest what you can and then that gets into um multi-dimensional kind of fractality versus like spectrum of of 3d-ness uh because even in the matrix movies it's like um smith agent smith was in the matrix he's part of the computer he's having a fundamentally different experience than neo but they're engaging with language they're engaging with form um they might even have uh, binary kind of toroidal ends in a yin yang kind of way, it shows in the third matrix or, or you know, uh, resurrections where it's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm your antithet antithetical equal opposite or whatever, you know, I'm your Christ and you're my Lucifer and we're just gonna go at it forever or however that works, right? So, um, set no Cyrus maybe is a better example, which is like you're day and on night and we're just always gonna be these opposite forces. So it's tricky because, uh, I don't really, I, there's no, <laughs> we like talking about these things, but then sometimes I can get very dilated very quickly and be like, what is real and i mean especially given that i do psychedelics uh, so yeah i'm kind of rambling but the whole point is it's good to ask questions but kind of said two things that I, um he's a virgo moon with a scorpio sun so i always thought he was um but he was a third house sun scorpio so he's very mercurial but he's still kind of like pretty fucking legit and serious dude but even he's not perfect in my mind so it's like he still has foibles and limitations and kind of um but he was kind of like don't be so open-minded that the wind blows through it's like have it's tricky because you want to have reason you want to use logic you want to use your brain you want to you want to make sense of symbols we're in a dream but like especially with mars conjunct saturn north node and taurus pluto and capricorn right now it's like what uh, you know uh saturn conjunct like i just said saturn conjunct mars and aquarius it's like what are the structures what's true what can you lean into how have you been diluting yourself uh what can you let go of yes you're a molecule in an ocean but that ocean is part of a dream and it all evaporates i mean it's a lot of kind of dynamics going on. So on the one hand, don't be so open-minded that you just let everything in because some ideas can get lodged in there. 
just like I was saying with the Metatronic programming element, which it's, at first when I started reading that, I was like, this really resonates. This makes sense in a sense. Like it wasn't so much that I have anything against Metatron, but it's like, oh, I could see the Christic kind of grid, the uh, Katara grid or whatever she's getting into. It's like, all right, this kind of makes mathematical, logical sense and, and this, that, and the other. But it's just started getting so heavy that now I'm kind of bruised when it comes to the idea of Metatron. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to apprehend these things. So I kind of just gave up. And maybe that's good or bad. I'm not sure. We don't even have to label it. But um, sometimes when you open your mind to too much, um, there's stages of digestion. You don't just like, you gotta, you know, you gotta be careful with your your meal. And careful is a strong word, but it's like discerning, I guess. Uh, yes, you could start with ice cream and dessert, or you know, vegan ice cream, or or you could eat this huge fucking massive bit and then not have room for it. So I think everyone's on their own trip, and you gotta kind of tread the waters, the rabbit holes carefully. They're fun to peer down, but you can fall into them. And that's kind of what happens with the Merovingian in the Matrix movies, where it's just like he's in his own little world. He's created this kind of Freemasonic binary thing where he's in control. It's all about karma and all this kind of Saturnian elements. But it's not even the, it's it's a sub program. <laughs> it's not even the real thing. He's stuck. You know, he's playing Street Fighter pretty hard, and it's like, bro, uh, you know, there's a world outside of the arcade, especially that one game. So on the one hand, don't open your mind too much. I mean, this sounds so Saturn conjunct Mars, um, but it's like. Be discerning. Um, but on the same token, um, culture is not your friend. Language is a limiting factor, like you were saying. Uh, we're kind of getting shattered and reformed constantly alchemically. There's a really positive, beautiful Jungian element to that. And then there's a horrifying, um, like, bad acid trip element to it, in a sense, which is like, there's no, nothing, the, the center will not hold, and there is no up. And, oh, my God, Mad Hatter's Tea Party kind of stuff. So it's kind of a strange um reality that we're in but that was a long-winded rant to kind of say yes and yes where it's like it's crazy but we're doing the best we can but i guess we have to be here this is kind of the point of the podcast sometimes it's my therapy couch i'm like hey like why are we shitting our pants over uh you know war and crypto and all this stuff if it's just a, a dream but then it's like well you're playing the game so you take the game seriously while you're playing it or else you know you know, if everyone's like, what? You know, 21 basketball game. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. We sign up, we start playing. And then someone starts like, I don't know, walking on their hands. And somebody runs off and starts drawing on the wall with a spray can. It's like, you guys can do that. But now you're outside of the limits of what we've agreed to upon the game. This gets into agreements, like you're saying. So when I hear things, God, that was a long rant. When I hear things about like, oh, this is fake. Or, you know, this whole thing is a reset. Which I have no, I have no... I have no horse in the race. It's like, if it's true, cool. But I can't tell if it's like a different dimensionality, especially having experienced um, kind of Mandela effect things like the Berenstein Bears grew up with the book spelled one way. Everybody says it's another way now. And I'm like, I don't really know what to do with that. Uh, right. So it turns into a kind of a multiverse situation where it's just like, okay, there's many frequencies and many kind of ha happenings at once. And it depends on how one apprehends the thing. But then that's also dependent upon the stage of the process you're in, which ultimately you transcend through or a Bora style. You hear how I'm kind of random. So there wasn't really a point other than to kind of cover all the bases and say it's confusing, but we're here to be confused and wild by it. But I think there maybe it's as simple as we like you were saying, like some crazy, you know, vision happened at one point and uh, we're just in a, sh uh, uh, you know, sharded mirror hallway and everything's so fucked up in a multiverse. Now that Marvel movies are really going the Doctor Strange multiverse route, I think it's trying to prep our psyches for the fact that. There's a whole lot more going on than we thought in terms of Newtonian, linear, Euclidean, you know, A plus B equals C stuffs. But that does not negate that those those are practically happening also. It's a both and. Jesus, sorry. Um, 
Raphael or Thomas, if you have anything you want to say to that effect, uh, feel free. But I, we can start shifting towards ideas of music because as a musician myself, um, Raphael's a purviewer, uh, you know, he enjoys music and making mixes and stuff. And you've got new music coming out and stuff. So we could talk about that. But I just, yeah, it's tricky because we have people on here and it's not like I want that answer. I don't even, the, the DAO that can be named or spoken of isn't the DAO. So it's like, there's no way to even articulate about these things. And yet we are embodied and conscious and lucid enough to try. So I think it's amusing. But then at some point, um, it just turns into <laughs> like the loops of an acid trip, potentially, where it's like, oh my God, I can't get out of this. And, and there's no like, you know, all you have to do is kind of breathe, center, you know, eat some fruit, drink some water, and, and it'll pass kind of thing. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally open to to go into the music direction with you uh, a little bit if you want. Um, I don't know. I didn't really necessarily feel like there was a question per se in what you had just got into. There wasn't. I think I was just yeah. kind of dealing with the onslaught of, oh my God, especially when Rafael starts bringing up like, it's one thing to question reality, but then it's another thing to have like reality so inverted so that it's let like, me just how say do one I thing. know how to question reality? Um, and I'm not saying he's right or wrong with the, you know, like there's three Egypts and this one's fake or so I, I've seen an interesting documentary recently on the moon landing. These are very 3D things. So I think where my head and spirit are is trying to sort out certain elements of that. Whereas it seems like where you're at in your trip is like, I'm not, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm presuming because it's still, you're making music and giving readings and stuff, but it seems like you're trying to deal with maybe another level of stuffs, um, which is fine and dandy. Uh, there wasn't really a question. It was more just like we tried to, fuse two very different like uh trajectories of my own mind of what you guys were both saying into some cohesive cohesion christ mode or whatever like oh my god we don't know what's going on oh my god but it's fun i guess so anyway i'll shut the fuck up um rafael i'm gonna reset this room because if you had something i hadn't heard it but yeah if we we could wrap up those um wrap up and go towards the music but i just want to make sure that you said everything you wanted to say and that rafael said whatever you wanted to say Right. So let me just mention that I recently learned through a friend that apparently, oh no, Jim has left. It's important that he hears this, <laughs> but here he's back. So Jim, you're good. You're there. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. All right. I so, can't wait till I die. And it's some, not in like a morbid sense, but it's like, man, this mortal coil, what a trip, huh? Row, row, row your fucking boat. Uh, and maybe, maybe that's the thing you were talking about earlier where it's like, we don't just my hope is that I become more aware at a higher level, kind of like uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, which is like, well, now I'm the moon child. Well, now I'm a galaxy whoa, or whatever. It just kind of keeps going. Like you're saying an infinite being. Um, it would really suck if it's like the matrix where it's like a loading screen. It's like, all right, <laughs> enter this way again. Uh, you're going to be a donkey this time. And hopefully you don't kick other donkeys in the face or whatever. All right, so all I just wanted to say is that I recently learned through a friend that apparently what I consider interesting, other individuals consider shocking. Um, maybe so, however, of course, obviously this is Team Rabbit Hole, so Jim, don't be surprised if you get uh, your the carpet pulled out from under your feet multiple times. That's the whole idea. And in terms of pyramids and so on, all I want to say is, or all of these things, you know, we all have unique uh, contributions of perspectives, but I'm 
maybe this is just my very naive belief, but I still, and even considering there is this multidimensionality and so on, I still consider that if we put together all our very subjective experiences, honest assessments and discrimination, and we line it up together, we make a conglomerate, we can come pretty close to at least some sort of a most probable reality shared version of, you know, whatever it is for the benefit of all. And for me, you know, this simply includes realizing, you know, whatever is a, how to say, you know, just another scam or whatever. And especially, and this is the name of the game, it seems, what is the cover-up? And where is the reality of it? And this may sometimes potentially include letting go of some dearly held beliefs, not that they aren't exactly, not that they don't contain truth, but that most oftentimes some veneer was put over them, just like I mentioned with the pyramids, you know, they may be real, but maybe they're somewhere else and even much more interesting. Um, I just really want to know. So since I'm already here, you know, because what else to do? But that's just my trip. So yeah, you can go on. <laughs> Love it. Thanks for sharing that. So you had said it and when I messaged you, I was like, so what do you want to talk about? And you were kind of like, well, I'm doing this stuff. Uh, talk about rebirthing your podcast. You're, it's very Scorpio Moon of you, but um, you're deleting everything you've done and you're rebirthing, you're starting again. Um, you were talking to some degree about, uh, I think we've covered it a little, but the avatar kind of percolation thing, if you want to touch upon that. And then we don't have, I haven't heard any, so I can't like speak upon it and be like, that track is dope and I'm glad how you produced this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into the music stuff too. What have you been working on? What's the vision? You said that you had some tracks kind of coordinating with the podcast or maybe at least work you're doing. So walk us through kind of what you're trying to do, Mr. Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this uh, part, parts of this too have come through this, um, you know, this multidimensional remembrance, uh, avatar remembrance process as well. Um, basically, what I've been shown is that music as a whole, you know, in its, let's say, well, you know, original intended purpose. Now, oh, actually, we can we can wrap this in with the, the Egypt thing. This could, this could be really cool. Sure. All right. Because I'm not so held on to Egypt that I'm like, oh, it has to be a certain way, especially having done DMT. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's space exists where these things are real. Um, whether that's here and now or what, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm not hung up on that. Um, yeah. Raphael is kind of huffing certain fumes that I'm like, don't pass me that bong. I'm not, I don't need that right now or whatever. Um, but I'm not against it. Against it. I'm just like I'm dealing with other things, right? It's like I've got a twin flame. I'm, I'm trying to figure out my life path, not so much like what's redacted from the FBI and CIA or whatever, right? I'm just like not. My head isn't there right now. Anyway, however you want to loop it back, feel free. I just wanted to say for the record. Um, I value all ideas, but some ideas obviously don't always resonate with everyone equally. So it is what it is. But yeah, the conch is yours. Yeah. And on that note, um, we'll say loosely, loosely tied together. So part of my remembrance process has been both um, lifetimes in the order of Druids and also lifetimes in the order of the Jedi from Egypt. Um, because if people aren't aware, um, and this is another piece, Jedi, then the word Jedi from Star Wars actually comes from ancient Egypt, but it is spelled D-J-E-D-I, okay? And the Jedi in ancient Egypt, just like the Druids, this is why in the Druid initiation system, there were, uh, you became a bard first, and then you became a Druid later. Um, all of these systems, at least in my remembrance process, 
contained uh, pieces of the ability to conduct a ceremony. Okay, even the the letters DJ, right? As in, I got a record. I'm gonna DJ, right? From from Jedi. Okay, and I'm not saying I'm not saying necessarily. Obviously, disc jockey is where DJ comes from, but energetically speaking, what we we're talking about. No, it's is a perfect resonance. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Etymologically, it might not be a uh, Jordan Maxwell thing, but it might very well be like, look, you know, uh, zebras are striped, uh, this is striped, and that means they have an archetypal resonance symbologically at some level, whether it's direct or not, it's inferred. Right. And well, what? And this is what I'm getting into is what it really is is a science. Okay. So the science of being a master of ceremony, an MC or a DJ, uh, however you want to look at it. Um, originally, as it was intended, was much more what we would term shamanic, okay? In the sense where what you were doing is you went through many levels and layers of initiation in learning the science of consciousness and the science of ascension and bringing people into a higher state of Christ consciousness, right? Um, the, the, the record even is actually a energetic replica of a chakra, an energy center of a, a vortice, and it's spinning right around the zero point. And the science, as it's been shown to me, was somebody that was initiated through these different levels and layers of conducting the ceremony. The idea was to have a group of people that would come into trance together like they literally named a whole music genre after it, trance, right? So the master of the ceremony would bring people energetically into the ceremony to get them into trance and then raise their consciousness and vibration, energetically raising the jed, right? Jed, the jed pillar, which is raising the kundalini up the spine, energetically speaking, as it raises up the spine, then it gets to different bandwidths of energy, different dimensions, which people call chakras, which correspond to uh, the endocrine glands and things like this within the physical body. But the idea was to basically anchor in a collective lucid dreaming vision, so to speak, right? This is where like even the aborigines in, you know, if you want to, even if you want to like, let's say, say, okay, well, we don't know if ancient Egypt actually existed or whatever. Well, one thing we have, at least in my awareness, direct descent, uh, you know, handed down verbally from person to person it, in both Australia and in South America, we have a handing down of the oral traditions of shamanism, quote unquote. We can, you can give it different names all over the world or whatever, but let's just for ease of talking about let's just call it shamanism and this is the ability of you know people would they would sit around the fire and they would get into a trance through dance through music whatever it is through shamanic drumming and ritual and then the energy would be brought up and there would be a vision anchored a group dream right the the, the beings would dream together they called it dream time Right, they would enter the multidimensional reality space, and of course, 
you know, different, depending on the traditions and how it was, different spirits would be energetically called in uh, to clear trauma programming conditioning, like we were talking about. Or sometimes it may be like a collective prayer intention where everybody, the energy would be raised. Even in the Northern Native American traditions, we have the peyote ceremonies. This works the exact same way. People get in the teepee, the seven poles of the teepee are pointed in the seven directions to access turning it, literally turning it into a multidimensional starship, right? This is the whole reason it's a teepee is because there's the as above, so below. It's not just the bottom of the teepee. It actually goes up the other way to be a double cone. And this actually calls down different constellations, energetically speaking, into the ceremony. And so it's it's basically what happens is the as above becomes the as below. And people are brought into that energetic ceremony, connected into different lines and lineages of the cosmos. Okay. So this was the tradition in indigenous traditions, but it was also the tradition in um, the ancient Celtic lineages, which are the Druids, the ancient Egyptian lineages, uh, which were called the Jedi. And I've had many past life remembrances and also integration, let's say, of through those multidimensional experiences, uh, these, the sciences, right? It's essentially what we're doing in my one-on-one -on -one sessions, I'm conducting one of those ceremonies. That's essentially what I'm doing, right? Without, uh, with previously, it's been, let's say in this specific life has been without music. I'm guiding somebody into the trance state. We're opening up all the energies and then we're going into that zero point and we're shifting those templates to be in alignment with their highest and best path. So the newer birthing of rebirthing of this has been to also incorporate the music. I started playing drums when I was nine years old. I played drums from nine till 25 daily consistently, all different sorts of bands and everything like that. And then when I hit about 25, let's say, or something like that, I this was around the time when I decided that I needed to find myself as they call it. Although I had many deep and powerful esoteric and spiritual experiences before that, there was that point where I hit that where I'm like, what I'm doing is not what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And at that point, I started more of like, I'm going to quit playing music and I'm going to go on the spiritual journey of finding myself. And this continued for many, many years through all of my shamanic initiations, right? Like all my spiritual shamanic initiations that I took place. Then within the past four years, three, four years, then while deepening my one-on-one -on -one client work and working with clients uh, in these shamanic healing sort of traditions, where you would call it quantum energy work, you can call it, I call myself like a spirit architect or a sacred composer, right? That's why I'm doing in that space, just because sometimes there's so weird connotations saying shamanic energy practitioner or something like that. But in, in just, I'm a medicine man and I'm a shamanic energy practitioner. But now behind the scenes for the past three years, I've been working on taking all of that knowledge and wisdom in those things and infusing it into music. 
right? So using different bandwidths and frequencies, also channeling different energetics into the lyrics and into the composition and things like that. So that's why I call myself a sacred composer because you know, musician is just a term that typically has some society connotations to it. Um, a lot of people don't see musicians as necessarily like spiritual leaders or guides or things like that. In fact, a lot of times, sometimes they see it the other way. They're like, you know, just debauchery, <laughs> things like that. It's more of that kind of like, at least most people's like society interpretation, I see a lot of ways. Now we'll roll it back to the ancient Egypt thing. We're gonna we're gonna pull the 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 multi-dimensional ancient Egypt timeline thing in full circle here. So the way that it was shown, <clears throat> the way that it was shown to me was that there was actually a battle and an infiltration in Egypt. Okay. And this had to do with the different lineages of uh of the Jedi, if you want to call it that, so to speak. Um, and there was basically a major uh, battle that was a surprise attack and it was lost. Okay, by the quote unquote, the good guys, if you want to put if you want to put it that way, right, the, the, the lighter side of the force, right. And as it was shown to me, a certain faction of those beings set up shop in in the old Hollywood, you know, in the the western side of the United States in California, and they basically set up shop to transmit a certain sort of mm, reality or perspective or an agenda. You could call it that, right? Um, where all of that information that I'm talking about with what music. Kind of was originally intended to be was still being used but really in let's say let, there's nothing let's say we don't need to call it bad but let's just say it's a very specific kind of agenda to create a certain sort of mind state consumption you know it's like kind of those types of experiences um, I mean, a good example might be like Rage Against the Machine, one of my favorite bands. But anytime I listen to Rage Against the Machine, I'm necessarily put into like storm per Stormtrooper Berserker mode, or like Wolverine, like pissed off. And I'm just like, I want to tear. I mean, it's it's gnarly because kind of like what you're saying, it's not even that it's good or bad. It's just like these things. And ironically, they use a lot of red and uh, black uh, imagery, which is very Orion kind of energy. I don't need to get into this, but it's like they're, and this isn't necessarily what they're consciously doing. Um, Tom Morello was a, a Harvard uh, student and stuff. So I think they kind of are smarter than maybe just like we get drunk and, you know, Leonard's whatever. But um, I know, I kind of know what you're saying, whether it's gang rap in the early 90s and stuff where they're like, look, you know, De La Soul, I'm not even that familiar with De La Soul, there was more of a Jim, uh, totally, you know, positive Jim, kind of. We want to hear what you're money, saying, um, but you're breaking up a little bit. Okay, let me leave and come back. All right. So uh, let me just say, um, in terms of what you had just mentioned, Michael, um, trancing and so on. So I'll just briefly interject, Jim, then I'll let you talk. Um, I loved what you described. Were you actually referring to that this whole idea of MC and master of ceremony 
was still seen in that way at the early days or golden age of hip hop? Do you know? Because I know about the that it's topically mm -hmm. related, but do you know how long this understanding lasted? Uh, because I just know that the hip hop industry was basically taken over in the 90s by some kind of detention industrial complex. And uh, then they supposedly changed everything to gangster rap. And, you know, that's and now we're at mumble rap. And I don't know, <laughs> long, you know, long lost love. Sure, sure. Um, um, but yeah, I just basically wanted to mention that this I is the whole... I guess it works if you're on Xanax, but otherwise it's hard to understand. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but that basically this is the whole game, just as you described, how to, you know, induce a trance state so that you can elevate your frequency, you know, enter zero point and make changes on a template level reality. And also, mm -hmm. if I, even if I'm questioning all of these things, I'm not... Uh, however, I still see, you know, hermetic law and all of that just as super valid. I basically just always want to say what is the... What is the exact story? What is really meant by Egypt and so on? Exactly because this knowledge and information is so relevant, uh, you know, to sure. to be reconstructed and regained. However, of course, whatever the exact story, if we can glean any of the practical lessons, you know, of course, we're bound to implement them because through application of those lessons, we will probably get the most likely and best, you know, versions of these histories or details if we are so inclined to find out about them. Yeah, I and I just want to say really quick, Studio 54 is fucking crazy. It's not like just things went bad at like 1993 or something like that. I think people have been fucking with humans and lower frequencies, maybe just say that, um, for a long time. I mean, like you're saying, maybe this was even an ancient Egypt issue where people came in. And when you were talking about this, it reminded me of like everyone's like, I mean, this is a very crass image, but it's like everyone's like chilling, singing Kumbaya or whatever. And then like the goth rock kiss comes in they're like we're gonna rock <laughs> like okay here we go it's like holy shit uh and it's cool that like the rainbow has different colors but at the same time um certain i think alistair carly ironically said like you know certain things necessitate certain outcomes or something like that effect where it's like yeah, yeah. If you, you know if you start inverting the pentagram or pentagrams and holding up crosses and you know doing crazy death metal from norway it's like yeah you might have some homicidal suicidal type people or whatever i'll shut up though yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, on that note, um, you know, prefacing all I'm about to say, too, with all all is always part of the divine plane, right? And um, the way that it's been shown to me is essentially, and other people, that there's definitely many people that talk about this as well. I think you've, uh, a big one that talks about this that I think you guys have on, had on the show would be Daniel Winter. Um, but it, it is essentially that there was a certain lineage and faction of beings that um, had lost the ability to uh, produce bliss, energetically speaking, in the blood. Co they had lost the ability to uh, produce coherence, right? The, the, so all these things are the same, bliss, coherence, the Christ, as we want to, all these things are referring to the same thing, which is the ability to uh, fuse energetically in the blood and to be a sovereign, self-sovereign being, right? And not be parasitic, essentially, is what the thing is. And so, of course, that was like part of what happened in that sort of battle we're talking about is in order to continue a paradigm of having being having energy to feed off of in a parasitic sense 
there needed to be a uh you know a, let's say like a, a dream a reality constructed a shared dream where beings continued to feed energetically into that system right because there needed to the these beings that once again were fragmented we go all the way back to the beginning again now the soul fragmentation because there was the soul fragmentation there's a loss of coherence within the blood and in the energy system and the lack of ability to basically be be sovereign it, when it comes down to it so those beings took their kind of like uh you know their needs really at, at the end of the day we can talk about this very human those beings were just trying to survive and get their needs met right we don't need we don't need to like quote unquote demonize them although they have connections with what people call demons but like i'm saying energetically speaking from what i've seen in all of this and this is like a huge point to get across you know this is with with anybody with world leaders with these beings with all of it inside each one of those from what i've seen is like a traumatized little child you know that is whether it's on a galactic level or on a very personal level is like a traumatized little child that's trying to get their needs met that just needs basically the assistance to be re-ensouled some beings of course will i say that some beings beyond hope let's say of course like in what i mean by that is like not every seed that gets planted in the earth grows into a tree right it's just and i'm still not demonizing it but i'm just saying like some beings like so to speak just go through the process of whatever like there's some beings that die before they go through a re-ensouling process right but that energy of course in a grander scheme just comes back into energy never dies or whatever you know it's it's just transformed but like am i saying that every single being out there that exists is going to go through the process of having its inner child recognized and being loved and re-ensouled? No, but maybe, you know, maybe. With I'm infinite saying, time, who knows yeah, if we can, time, you know. Time, who knows, but what I'm it's saying- It's kind of my hope. I mean, it's kind of like, let's all like wake Voldemort up or, you know, Anakin, you could still join the I force just, with the just, fucking dudes <laughs> that like get your shit straight. <laughs> just briefly, I want to mention two things. So number one, yeah. I like this idea that you mentioned in terms of creating this shared dream, because this would very much, of course, speak to the idea of complete reset and creating a complete constructed reality with history and, you know, everything to keep everything in this idea of a loop. I think Jim mentioned this quite a few times. This is even like a, a Philip uh, K. Dick uh, idea, I believe. And then the other question I have, if we assume this is correct, I like the model, you know, they are just ultimately also traumatized souls or whatever. And potentially then maybe even that's why they introduced a system where all of the other children, whether there's a real blood difference or not, get traumatized by birth, institutionalized trauma, and then, you know, down the line, all the craziness and all the yeah, extra yeah. layers of commercial law and all this identity BS and, you know, getting completely lost. However, then my first question would be, okay, great. Now me being, you know, hopeless, optimistic, or at least hoping, you know, I didn't choose to incarnate just to watch the, you know, society crash and burn, but actually have a real, you know, developmental and systems upgrade happening here, at least yeah. being able to witness it. Assuming that we would very soon be in the position that quite a few individuals would certainly be removed from 
positions of authority and power because yeah. individuals are not afraid anymore and you know we're changing to a sovereign uh, game what would be happening with those individuals then if they really are unable to create coherence within themselves or bliss or feel their highest excitement or higher self because i don't want to imagine what that's like must be amazingly horrible so my first question was how could we offer them some kind of alternative food source or however we would call it or no, just uh, in terms of how what could we do so that they do not feel they need to feed off of other individuals or entities energy but i don't know the first thing comes to mind that create a huge like crystal forest for them or something and there maybe it somehow is working with their frequency or you see what i'm saying really so what are the alternatives like we you guys have, have your you know? fun in the vr of that flavor but not in the main I, I don't know but, but alcatraz well, especially if there's real, if this, there's a real fundamental difference for whatever reason that cannot just be flipped like this, what do we do with such individuals? Assuming, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, see, like I'd like to, I'd like to roll it back a little bit uh, to, in the say from from what I've seen, especially in the process over the past couple of years, um, which I myself have been and integral part of direct work in a lot of this process on a planetary and off-planetary level, um, a lot of those beings have already been removed from power on a multidimensional level. Um, there's been the past like year to two years has been a complete reorganization and reconstruction behind the scenes of mm, of a, of, of a lot of like the like more controlling factions, if you want to call it that, right? A lot of this reorganization has already taken place. And there's, let's say from what I can see, although this is still dwindling, the way that it appears on the surface, especially via whatever mainstream media or things like that is much different than the reality of it, so to speak, in terms of how many people are awakened, how many people are holding this vibration and frequency and things like that. And a lot of people uh, are already currently making transitions to quote unquote, the new earth and uh, like a, a literal new reality that is weaved in and around in between this one, right? So that's an important point to 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 put out too, is that um, when I talk about the new Earth, my experience of it is kind of like AMFM radio versus satellite, right? We're well, we got Wi-Fi's going through our body right now. We got AMFM going through our body. We got satellite. It's all here, but it's what and how you were tuned into it that's changing. The tuner. In this case, the radio is the nervous system, the endocrine gland system. And from what I've seen, the, let's say, subscription, right? Because XM radio, you need a subscription or something, right? Is what I call, is, is the identity, right? Once again, we're going into that identity, the 3D identity, soul, avatar, monad, things like that. From what I can tell is on the higher up levels, there is soul agreements right because it's the way that i can see it 
everybody uh, agrees to what they're going through before they before they go through it. Um, before they come into body, they you know they kind of choosing their path. As the way that I can see it, there is somewhat of a split going on, energetically speaking, maybe multiple splits, for sure. But I definitely see the process of bifurcation happening uh, as the way I can view it, um, where, and this may or may not sound crazy, I don't know, but I've actually seen that some beings on a soul level have wanted to and agreed to go through the what we could call the real death, right? Like actually like on a energetic level, let's say when they die, going to sleep and never waking up again, right? Like the, you could call it like you, in a way you could call it getting recycled if you want. So I don't know what you want. Like annihilation you mean? Like where they just like yeah, cease to be fully? Right. And I know that that may sound a little bit morbid in some senses, at least for somebody like me who's not choosing that type of path. But um, the, as I have a, been, it's a free will universe, uh, I guess you get what you pay for. Actually, some people that have a soul desire for that. It's like a, it, like an eternal like rest, so to speak. Like um, they're like tired of existing and going through the process or whatever. And they're like wanting to just go to sleep. and Permanent four of swords forever. And you're yeah. not aware of it. Um, and as I've also seen it, some, some beings are choosing more of kind of like a, a repeated loop pattern, right? Like we're talking about more like staying in kind of loops. And then like some beings as the way I've been showing it are choosing the path of what I call the new earth and the eternal life path okay which is continued growth and evolution and this is what this is why i'm rebirthing my podcast this is why i'm rebirthing the music all these different things because it's my new directive to be a guide you know i'm not the don't I'm not saying I'm a guru, I'm the leader or nothing like that, but I'm just a very highly experienced and trained guide to assist bringing and rebirthing people to the new earth, right? With the music, you know, of course, co-creating the dream with the podcast, with the sessions I do, all the work. And this is another piece that I want to share about with rebirthing the podcast is so far it is my intention to bring in other people that I have went been part of that have been part of this journey with me that are also co-creating the new earth, right? That's a it's kind of like a a specific niche, let's say, for what I'm trying to do with my podcast is bringing in other uh, healers, other musicians, other artists, visionaries, whatever you want to call it, who resonate with the same vibration of like kind of like oh okay we're all going to kind of create the shared dream of the new earth um so that's that's to kind of fully 360 it again or however you want to call it come back to the beginning that's why i'm going through such a big rebirth process uh in you know the name and the work and the music and all the things uh because that's kind of like my new 
uh, directive, so to speak. I just, um, and it's, it's maybe come through in some of my Facebook posts and Instagram posts and stuff like that, but I'm moving into more of a full uh, fledged direction with it, with, with TikTok too, if people want to, lots of cool stuff on TikTok too, if people want to check that out. But that, yeah, that's the, that's the kind of gist of it. Co-creating oh, a dream. Jim, you're on mute. Of course I'm on mute. Uh, we'll have to do some kind of listening party or something. Uh, once it's released, I'd love to analyze and get into the artist's perspective of what you're up to. Um, some cool. of my favorite music is like concept albums from the 70s. Like, if you haven't listened to Genesis uh, with like Phil Collins on drums and Peter Gabriel singing, um, the early iteration of Genesis, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is this, I mean, it makes Dark Side of the Moon look like child's play. Uh, it's like, uh, I mean, maybe you don't dig it, but it's like, holy shit. So if people have okay. intentions, like it sounds like you've right. got... Um, I, actually, yeah, so, that, I just want to add really quick, like a month ago, I had the craziest and in, most intense healing experience I turned on uh, in the air tonight and I literally broke down weeping for like 40 minutes, like releasing all of this trauma. I still don't fully know why, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Phil Collins. That's what's up. So yeah, we'll have to um, have you on. I mean, it's 144 minute mark right now. Hey, bro. Uh, we'll have to get you back on um, to talk more in depth about the music after I've experienced it. Then I can, because, Yeah, Jim totally wants to know more about your music. So now you can continue, Jim. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, um, because we haven't heard the music, uh, yeah. it's harder to talk about. It's rather abstract. It's kind of like, I've never been to Jim, verify if it's real or, not, or whatever. So um, let's do another episode in the next couple uh, months uh, or weeks or whatever months um, to kind of go into that if you want. By then, we haven't had Valerie on, but I'm going to reach out to her. I had asked her to come on before, but... I'll consider this and be like, yeah, we talked about you a little. Um, we've talked about interesting doing, people. We've talked about doing lives together, so that may be, may, may be fun too, separate of the music thing. Maybe me and Val can come on and. Uh, totally. If, you got, if you're down, I, I like giving people their own episodes so we know, like, what P Pokemon is this? And then I do not mind if, like, you know, Riot Chew and Squirtle want to have an episode or whatever. It's like, but at first, it's like, it can be, I've noticed it's very difficult to just throw random people in. Um, it's got its own alchemy, but it's like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you saying this? What are your presuppositions? Like, what is your trauma? What is your story? That helps me kind of turf and, you know, map out a little better how to handle people. Um, ironically, the guy who is telling Raphael the pyramids aren't real was one of the reasons for this. Because <laughs> one day we had like six people on a podcast for Sync Book, all these cool sync heads. Uh, and he came on randomly and basically it turned into like, it just went such a different direction than I expected, which is fine. Sometimes jam sessions turn into like death metal, I guess. But um, <laughs> ever since then, I've been like, you know what? Let's give everyone their own episode, and then we can have little like you know collaborations. But I'm totally and uh, be like, yo, we gotta get you on because then uh, we gotta get you on again <laughs> to do something with uh, Michael. So in any event, um, you should uh, let's just I guess start wrapping up. Um, We'll put it in the description, but let people know. I mean, you're saying Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think it's interstellar, but I don't want to misspell it. So tell people where they can reach you for readings, check out your music and stuff. And in the near future, I'll check out your music and get Val on, and then we'll do more collaborative stuff actually, in the future. Yeah. Okay, I can point to it by going like this. 
Oh, yeah, because, sorry. It's so weird to like try and point to something in front of you on the screen, but uh, yeah, uh, Raphael was kind enough to put up the link to my website. Um, but yeah, I'm also, I'm Thomas Sockowitz on Facebook, but I also have, um, I also have Interstellar on Facebook, Interstellar on TikTok, Interstellar on Instagram, and Interstellar on all major uh, platforms to where the music will be coming out, Spotify, the podcast is there, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all those things. It's Interstellar across the board right now, but the spelling of that is uh, interstellar.net, and it's below me right now. Um, yeah, and all that stuff, uh, I'm not, I don't have a specific hard release date right now. I tried to do that, and it didn't work, but we'll say uh, within the next 30 days, the uh, the podcast the first rebirth podcast and the music track and uh, yeah I'm excited for 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 all of it to come back on the show I'd love to come back and talk about that and whatever updates come after that um, yeah I I love coming on and rapping with you guys it's always so much fun that's what's up yeah dude you're you're a great individual it's funny you're one of these people where it's like I don't even know why I mean I could try to piece it all together but it's like our paths are crossed, and anytime we kind of cross pollinate, or I see your post or anything like that, um, or even when you're like, hey, "Yo, Leo King, you need a reading holler," I'm always like, "Oh, I know this. This is great." Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's just one of those funny things. So we'll have to um, get you back on, like you're saying. I hope that you. It's going to be sooner than a year. sooner than a year. I think is what he was going to say. <laughs> yeah. He was going to say it's going to be less than a year. I already heard the sound, so I'm pretty sure he's going to region in a second. Well, we always love having you on, as Jim said. And uh, yeah, I'd love to give him his final comment, and I'm sure he's going to be right back. And here he is. So, Jim, oh my God. final comment. Oh, comments. my God. This it's, is real, live and direct from Costa Rica. Yeah. So. I, I hate the internet. I, I, I'm like, third world's cool, second world's cool. Like, the fruit's great, the internet sucks, at least where I am. So it's like, oh, I guess what, it's either pineapples or mangoes or internet, and if I had to choose, I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, like I was saying, it's always fun to see your output. We'll have to get you back on, check out the stuffs. Um, you're definitely team rabbit hole. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I know sometimes we get in here, and it's always, like, making sure we don't say, like, you know, dogmatic or crazy things, but that's part of the joy of this insane little niche area of the uh, world that we've created here where it's just like you can kind of say anything and unless it's like really absurd i don't think i'll, I'll, I'll ponder it like that's kind of the point so um we love having you on here michael um I'll, i'm i'm having to say that like over and over because i'm like okay that's what you want to be called now so i'm gonna call you michael it's not a problem i'm just like having to re rebrand all together you're rebranded it's like prince uh, the era or whatever so um Love having you on. Great chat. And we'll get you back on here well within a year. It'll be the next couple months. And yeah, dude, hope, hopefully your podcast uh, kicks ass and the music's probably cool. Don't feel too much pressure. I mean, music's a weird thing, but do make some goals, I guess. I'm not saying that as a, someone who can really speak well from personal. It's like, I'm always like, oh, I'll do it later. It's like, oh, God, later never happens if you do that. So uh, yeah, have fun with it. And um, that's the bottom line. It's, it's nice seeing that you're having fun with it all. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, so much love to you and so much gratitude coming on the show. And I'm excited for it all in the future. And um, yeah, blessings, so much blessings on Team Rabbit Hole and being part of the uh, the Dolphin team. I love it. Definitely, what's up? All right, y'all. Team Rabbit Hole, you know how it goes. Further up and further in this wild fucking dream. 
we're doing it, but we're doing it together. So never forget, be compassionate to yourself and others. Dolphin team it is. Thank you so much for joining and thanks everyone for listening and or watching. Enjoy yourselves. Mm -hmm.